You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. All right, it's another edition of the Windy City Benner Podcast. Uh, we are back after a nice little uh, little extended vac- Fourth of July vacation. And uh, did we miss some shit? <laughs> I mean, we didn't miss it. We just haven't talked about it yet. Uh, yeah. Because like, we, we were paying attention. And <laughs> we've been chatting about it and just haven't been able to record. It's like the second, like, it's like the universe knew, like, okay, we're not going to be able to record. So boom, yeah. news, boom, news, boom, news. Just the worst timing. <laughs> yeah, so as usual, it is Tanner and Jerem here. Um, yes, so I think we should just probably get into it because we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, let's pop that Hawks talk going. All right, a little Hawks talk. You want to do the Noli or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> just like clip some like Noli thing and put it in. All right. Um, so <laughs> the very first thing that is on our list is some big, big news. Lots of Hawks flavor in this year's Hall of, Hall of Fame class. Uh, Marion Hosa first ballot gets in. Uh, I know we what were talking. We were talking. We knew he he should have been in. We knew it. All that. We were a little nervous that his individual awards or lack thereof was gonna might have keep him out from being a first ballot. Uh, but he got in. Were you? I mean, were you surprised at all by that or? I was a little bit surprised on first ballot, but I knew he was going to make it to the Hall of Fame eventually. But I'm really happy about it, especially like when you go online and you have people talking about like who should make it, and a lot of people are just like, "Host is not going to make it. He's not a Hall of Famer. Like he doesn't have enough individual hardware." Which like, yeah, I mean, you can kind of agree, but he's a great player, and like individual awards don't always make people like that much better. I don't know, like. It, it it depends if it's a scoring award like yeah clearly like you're really fucking good yeah. but if it's something like a leadership award it's like yeah maybe you have a leadership award but you're not like that great like you're a good leader but i could just be fucking talking on my ass right now so no 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 <laughs> um one thing that i've seen a lot online too was kind of bugging me a bit was that they were calling saying that he didn't deserve it right away because he was just a cup chaser going from was it Detroit to Pittsburgh to Chicago kind of thing but I mean I don't I don't think it was that way at all I think he just was only getting the contracts he wanted type of thing yeah and well like one of the things too was what he went to Detroit first no right (laughs) no he went to Pittsburgh first that's what it was he was traded to Pittsburgh and then he signed in Detroit because they had just won. Yeah, because Detroit beat Pittsburgh, and then Pittsburgh beat Detroit. Yeah. Which, I mean, I fucking wish I could go back to that, because that, that's, that was amazing to have, like, the same finals happen two years in a row and just have it, like, flip-flop. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was one of the things – I don't know if maybe he was asking too much for – from Pittsburgh or what that was. I don't know what the deal was there, but I know with Detroit, I don't know how they only got like a one-year deal for him. But when it came up, I, I believe it was between him and like Johan Franzen. They were like, well, yeah, we'll keep Franzen. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, what are you fucking talking about? I remember, I still remember when they got announced that we signed him and I was like, yes. And I was like, oh no, we're going to go to the cup this year and lose. 
And lo and behold, <laughs> we go to the cup, but uh, we finally won. But I mean, that's absolutely. that's absolutely insane. Going to three straight Stanley Cup finals with three different teams. Like, yeah, that's fucking it's, insane. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> I mean, what was it? Was it James Neal almost did it? <laughs> yeah, James Neal, I think. Well, I don't know. With if Nashville and then yeah. Vegas. Like, the most recently. Like, he almost – he could have done it a third time, but he didn't do too well in Calgary. Okay. But, um, yeah, you were pulling up, like, a really cool stat about Hosa with uh, – what was it, the Olympics or all Yeah. So, I was just, like, checking out his stats. And, like, everybody knows that it's not just NHL stats that get you in to like the hockey hall of fame, like Tretiak's in the hockey hall of fame. He never played a game in the NHL. So if you didn't know that, now, you know, Yeah, <laughs> it's called, it's the hockey hall of fame, not the NHL hall of fame. Exactly. It may be in Canada, but it's the hockey hall of fame. Yes. Um, but one of the things I thought that was really awesome was like looking at his Olympic stats and like Slovakia, like they're not like the greatest of teams, but I mean, they did have Hosa, they had Gabrick, they had Chara. <laughs> Hosa's fucking like, Olympic stats or he played 19 games he had 14 goals 14 assists for 28 points also had 14 penalty minutes and a plus 14 <laughs> so I don't know what the deal is with the four teams but that was like well, like that's kind of fucking interesting and then he was also shooting 20% in the Olympics on like so the biggest on the biggest good. stage he was scoring a goal every five shots. Like, that is absolutely insane. He is so – he was so goddamn good. I'm joking. He yeah. still is so damn good. Oh, I'm sure he can fucking play still. It's just the, the allergic reaction he is having. Like, he, yeah. his last season, he put up, what, 45 points in 73 games? He had 26, oh, he had 26 goals in his last season and was like – I can't do this because of the medicine he's taking is going to could like end up just like ruining him. And it just sucks. But what a fucking player, man. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks the way his career had to end, but you know what? I'm so damn happy for him that he was able to get into the hall right away. Um, And I just can't wait for his contract to be up. So he could come back to Chicago and do, do something. Cause I think they've already pretty much said that whenever he's ready, and he's able to – he'll have a role with the team, which – I mean, I'm hoping that they put his number up in the rafters. Yeah, that was what – so that was one thing we were kind of talking about when the Hall of Fame – I don't know if it was before it got announced or after, but, again, we are so damn spoiled as fan – like, as a fan base <laughs> for the last 10 years. Like, the amount of players – what do we say? Eight or nine guys, you could make a realistic argument that they deserve to have their number retired and put in the rafters. That's, eight or nine, but like uh, five or six. <laughs> still, but still, it's absolutely it's crazy. insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the amount of just Olympians that we had too, like throughout those good years. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I was going to um, – it's like Havlat died for Hosa. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, as much as that sucks. Like, Sorry, Noli. Yeah, right? Like, it, it's crazy that, like, during the, like, middle of the 2000s, it, there was three very similar players, and it was Havlat, Heatley, and Hosa. And they all pretty much got traded for each other at one point or another, which was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I know for and, sure. But by the end of, like, their careers, like – Hosa was clearly like the best and I'm so glad we made that move and yeah. acquired him 
for whatever that deal was, like 13 years or something. Yeah. I yeah. Did you question it at all, them bringing Hosa in and not re-sign Havlat? I loved Havlat, too. Um, I was kind of upset that we couldn't have both of them. Yeah. But, like, you – if I mean, I was watching Hosa, like, go crazy in the playoffs and just, like, the regular season with Pittsburgh and Detroit – and I was just like, oh, my fucking God, he's so good. Like, the the year before we won the Cup, we just got bounced out by Detroit. And so we had them in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. And we got – we played against fucking, like, Hosa and Detroit. And you're, I'm just watching. I'm just like, he's so fucking good. And it was so unfair. Him and Datsuk, are you shitting me? It's it's crazy. And then, like, one of my favorite things, too, is, like, they started showing, like, some host of highlights, like, all over, you know, like, the internet after he gets inducted in the Hall of Fame. And it's, like, <laughs> and one is just him picking Datsuk's pocket after Datsuk picks his pocket, but then he goes down and scores or some shit like that. And you're, like, that's crazy. He's just was he's it, so fucking good. Wasn't it Datsuk host, like, the one-two punch for them in the shootout for Detroit? I don't think Hosa was really used in the shootout. Because he's not a he's not a sh- like a, a shootout guy. We I mean we used him in the shootout because he would just go down, come across the fucking top of the circle and clap it, clap like, up, yeah. <laughs> which is all time move by him. He's like I'm not gonna fuck around on breakaways. I'm just gonna hit, fucking was... slap shot this shit. Oh, oh man, he was so good. <laughs> yeah, so great, great for Hosa. So happy for him, but. We had another Chicago Blackhawk inductee, Absolutely. Um, Doug Wilson, who we were talking about before we started recording, does not get talked about nearly enough for what he's actually done for this. Yeah. Um, we were po- talking about it. He is the Chicago Blackhawks all-time leader among defensemen in goals with 225, assists with 554, and points with 779. Yeah, that's pretty pretty fucking impressive. How was he not talked about more? Like, holy crap! <laughs> he won it. He won a Norris with the Hawks too, and he was a three time All Star while he was in the Hawks as well. And like, he's not brought up in like any conversations about like all time great Blackhawks. Is it? Do you think it's because people are still salty that they did? He did that offer sheet to Jomerson after twenty ten. <laughs> It like maybe be. they're just and like, then, oh, and then he, and then they, they were like, oh, we're gonna keep Yalmerson. You can, you can take Niemi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know but, how that worked out for him. But oh my god! So he was drafted six overall in 1977. Yeah. Oh, let's see who's in that draft. He was also drafted fifth overall in 1977 in the WHA draft. In that draft. They, I mean, I don't know anybody from this. It's literally the first overall pick was Dale McCourt to the Detroit Red Wings and then Barry Beck to the Rockies in Colorado Rockies. Robert Picard to the Washington Mike Bossy, 15th overall. Oh, oh, no shit. Wow. Yeah, I can't believe he played only 752 games and 1,126 points. Just, just bring that up. That's insane. Yeah, he is easily – he definitely needs to be in that conversation for uh, for top players, I think, if he didn't get hurt. But yeah. at least goal scorer. Um, oh, absolutely. Like, he could have – if if he would have kept playing, he could have probably easily scored more goals than Gretzky. Oh, my God. It was like, what, his back, right? 
I think so. Yeah, something with his back, but yeah, he only played until he was thirty. That's insane. And he he put up thirty eight goals in sixty three games in his in his thirtieth in when he turned thirty. As a two, okay, so we're talking about Bossy, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so a, like, we a, just got sidetracked. Yeah. looking at so Bossy. Look at, so as a two thousand <laughs> as a two thousand eighteen, he holds or shares the following NHL records: most consecutive fifty plus goal seasons with nine. Most 50-plus goal seasons, not necessarily consecutive, nine, tied with Gretzky. Most 60-plus goal seasons, not necessarily consecutive, five, tied with Gretzky. Highest goals per average, per game average uh, with .762 per game. Most power play goals in one playoff season, nine. Most consecutive hat tricks, three. Like, holy shit, that guy was on he had three real. games in a row. That looks like it. Oh no, no, no! He had two game, at least two two games in a row, three times. Okay. Oh, okay. That's fucking great. Um, Jesus Christ! And he he, he <laughs> his shooting percentage for his career was twenty one percent. Jesus. So just like I was talking about, Hosa, he scored once every five shots. <laughs> Holy crap! That guy. That's a shame, man. He could definitely. Could have been Ovechkin chasing uh, Bossy, not a Kretzky, but yeah, true. Mike Bossy but, though, is yeah, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So yeah, Doug. So we got some other Hall of Famers that are inducted. If you want to talk about them too. Yeah, I had the list here. Um, Jerome McGinley got in. Jerome McGinley first ballot. I always Maybe one of the him. best players to never win a cup. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Kevin Depending Lowe. on Joe Thornton. Yeah, we'll see with him. Yeah, if Joe Thornton doesn't get it, it'll definitely be Joe Thornton. Dude, funny, funny thing today. I was playing NHL just like franchise mode, and Thornton finally retired at the age of forty-five, the same year as Kane <laughs> and Brad Marchand. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> it's like that's insane. Have you seen the like the memes going around where it's like, how long these players have actually been playing hockey? And it's like oh, yeah, Chara yeah. from the first first angel game he was in to now, and like Yager, yeah. like Yager's is just where he's like so, little pixels. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's because everybody's like, oh, this is how long like Vince Carter has been in because he just that's when he retired is when it started. Yeah. It's like this is the video games since Vince Carter's been in, and it's like, yo, dude, fucking, this is the video game since Yager has been in the league, <laughs> and it's like, well, he's technically still in the video game right now too. <laughs> it's just insane. Um, Kevin Lowe also inducted yes. that one. I think was a lot of question marks about. Yeah. Um, Doug Wilson, Kim St. Pierre, who I think is the first ever female goalie into inducted into the hockey hall of fame. Oh, really? I think, I think I saw that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Kevin Lowe's his stats are, uh, he's another defenseman, you know, just <laughs> yeah. like Doug Wilson, but he won the cup six times which I don't think that's all him. Yeah. Uh, he was on what? a stacked fucking team. What was he with Messier Gretzky, right? Yeah. And then he, and he only put up 431 points in 1254 games. See, that one bothers me too. Cause then it's like, you're looking at guys like Alfredson, um, Alexander Mulgini, um, Theo Fleury, like yeah. all those guys, I think probably deserved it more than, than Lowe did. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not too impressed with that. Like, it, I don't, it doesn't, like, cool. Like, you played on a, a stacked team. 
<laughs> yeah. What is I think what was it? There was a like quote about like Taylor Hall talking to like older guys in the N- that played in the NHL and they're like, Yeah, I put up like forty goals a season. It's like, oh, that's really cool that you put up the sixth goal in a fucking yeah. eight to one blowout <laughs> while you're on Edmonton. It's like fucking who cares, man? <laughs> oh man. Oh, and the last one was uh Ken Holland, who got inducted in the builder category. Oh nice. So that is the twenty twenty class. I'm trying to think of um, who's eligible for next year. I know it's like the Sedins are eligible. Shane Doan, maybe? Shane Doan, I can see that. Yeah. Or is he, he already? No, he's not in. No, I know. Was he already oh, eligible? Oh, is he already eligible? I, ooh, I do not know. He could have been – isn't it three years out? Yeah. So he his last season was 2017. So he might have been eligible this year. Probably – one of the better players to stay on one team his whole career, I would say. All right, here is an early look at the 2021 Hall of Fame candidates. You got Bolsadines, <clears throat> Zetterberg. Zetterberg's uh, a good one. Rick Nash. Um, those mm-hmm. are new ones. Oh, okay. And then yeah. everybody else that's been eligible. Yeah. Oh, Shane Doan, might, it might be one more year for Shane Doan because didn't he retire – He tried in 18. Did he – oh, did he not, like, officially retire that – he might – yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah, great. Jesus. Great podcasting right here. We're looking all Absolutely. We're going. <laughs> he, played, he played 21 years for the same organization. That's fine. And he would have played another – at least another two, I think, if the Coyotes didn't screw him over. Oh, yeah, if they wanted him to play. Yeah. But, yeah, so, yeah, there's the Hall of Fame. Um – so we had some of that great news with Hosa and Doug Wilson, and then we got some news that I think everybody knew was going to probably happen with everything going on in the world right now. And it's been talked about before, so of course it's going to get brought up again. Yeah. But the debate about if the Blackhawks should change their name and logo has came, come back up. Um, it comes on the heels of the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians announcing that they're going to take a look into – whether they need to be making any changes with Washington. I mean, come yeah. on. Let's Your name like, in Washington is literally a racial slur. <laughs> like, God. There's a, there's an Onion article about it. Like They post it every time that Redskins come up, and they're like, uh, the Washington football team decides to finally change their name. And it's like a quote, now that we're the D.C. Redskins, we're hopefully that puts away like all the, like, the confusion. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking perfect. But yesterday, the Hawks actually came out with a statement, kind of. They it's they were really quiet with everything going on. Um, so they put out a statement. I'll just read it real quick. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks name and logo symbolizes an important and historic person, Blackhawk of Illinois, uh, SAC, and Fox Nation. Those leadership and life uh, has inspired generations of Native Americans, veterans, and the public. We celebrate Blackhawks' legacy by offering ongoing uh, examples of Native American culture, traditions, and contribution providing a platform for genuine dialogue with local and Native American groups as the or national Native American groups. As the team's popularity grew over the past decade, so did that platform and our work with these important organizations. We recognize that there is a fine line between respect and disrespect, and we commend other teams and their willingness to engage in that conversation. Moving forward, we are committed to raising the bar even higher to expand awareness of Black Hawk and the important contribution of all Native American people. We continue to serve as stewards of our name and identity 
and we will do so with a commitment to evolve. Our endeavors in this area have been sincere and multifaceted, and path and the path forward will draw on that experience to grow as an organization and span our efforts. Sorry. Go. <laughs> I I thought that was awesome. I think they yeah. they said exactly what they needed to say, um, and no questions remain like where where their mindset is and how they feel they represent the name and the logo yeah it's i mean we said it before on the podcast that like the like native american communities like represented at like conventions and at games and like the hawks try and keep like strong ties with them to like show that it's they're not just like using the name just to use the name you know like they're bringing awareness and like helping out the communities as well it's i don't see it being the same as <laughs> the indians or the redskins <laughs> and a lot of people are bringing up to the fact that the american indian center of chicago no longer has a working relationship with the blackhawks foundation they're taking that as the proof that oh they don't like it like, they don't believe in this but right that one's a weird situation because i mean yeah Obviously, there's going to be members of the Native American community that I think do find this stuff offensive and all that. And the reason why that partnership ended was because one of those people became in charge of that, I don't know, is it an institution or chair, like foundation or whatever, whatever the AIC is. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, really, your logo and name shouldn't really be offending anybody. <laughs> so it's probably right. going to be yeah. just an issue. Like, whether it's a bigger issue or a smaller issue, it's still going to probably just be like an issue in the future unless they completely change it to something else. It's like, I'm looking at, so I'm looking at the logo, not like I need to look at it to see what it, what it is, but <laughs> like, I don't, when I look at it, you, I don't think of what I would saw with like the Cleveland Indians, like old logo, like that red. Yeah. Cartoon. What is it like chief Wahoo or something? Yeah. Chief Wahoo. Um, it's like I don't see anything offensive with this. I don't feel like it's cartoonish at all. It's not – I don't think it's, like, playing on any stereotypes. Like, I mean, maybe it's just me being too close to it, you know, growing up, cheering for this team, absolutely loving the logo, you know, having stuff like what part of it tattooed on me because, you know, I love it so much. Yeah, like <laughs> – Yeah, we, we both kind of do. Yeah, I'm like – it's like I just – I don't – Personally, I don't think, and it's like I've heard enough stories from people of that community that that love it, that they feel like it's a great representation of them. It, it's it shows that it, like they're powerful, they're badass, and like I've read stories on Reddit about people that are up in Canada. There are Native Americans that have this logo, and they're they, not they're, they're not Native Americans in Canada. Sorry, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually yeah, love yeah, that. Sorry. Though, but sorry. yeah. But I mean, like I was reading an article, it was Canadian, like what natives, and they were they had the logo of the Hots, and underneath it just says um, Indian Power, like, like people, it was something like it was like either like Native Pride or something like yeah, that. something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's like, but it's like these these people see it as as a good thing. Yeah, um, it's like you're not gonna, especially now in in the woke in the woke world. You're not going to, yeah, it's like, you're not going to be happy. And I think the most frustrating thing is, is that majority of the people that are offended by this are people that it doesn't affect. Yeah. 
it's like if if I heard multiple people, the multiple multiple natives come up and saying like, "Oh no, this isn't this isn't work." Okay, let's have that conversation now. But you got the twenty year old like white kids suburbs, you know, kind of thing, like trying to like disrupt the system and all that. Yeah, and that to me is like where the issue is personally. Yeah, the people being offended about things for other people is yeah. very odd for me in some cases. Like, I mean. If somebody's being blatantly racist and it's not against you, but like you're like, yo, dude, like that's offensive, like that's understandable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But smaller things, I don't know. I had a, somebody one time when I was at work, when I was bartending, you know, way back in the day when we were yeah. able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and this this fucking white lady like looked at the tattoo on my arm, which is literally the four feathers of the Hawks logo. And she just goes, have you ever been to a Native American reservation? And before I can say, yes, I have, she just goes, because that's cultural appropriation. And I was just like, first of all, it's feathers. Um, <laughs> second of all, I have been to a Native American reservation. And third, it's part of the Blackhawks logo. So the fuck do you want to drink, bitch? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is this shit? God, that's... So- that's yeah. That's absolutely worse. Like all the people that are just like yeah, cultural appropriation. It's like, come on, like I can't take it seriously. And I think that actually ruins like the the cause more. You know, like yeah. I feel like the people that are truly offended by it are gonna get so washed up because everybody is gonna get sick of hearing the people that are trying to be insulted for others. You know, and it's like people oh, are gonna like take it seriously. Getting sick of hearing the people in the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like. So who fucking invited those guys? Right, <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Um, do you do you I, think I'm 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 happy with what they've said, and if they're truly like serious and they're gonna go forth with even more exposure of like the community and like helping them out even more, I think it'll earn a lot more respect, especially from those that it actually affects, and not those that are just offended for others. Yeah, I think yeah. In the in the long run, it's all about what they think, and not what everybody else, you know. So, um, I guess that. Well, well, do you think they'll eventually give in and decide to change it? At some point, probably. I think so. Um, I like it now, but I yeah. mean, like I said before, like your logo really shouldn't be offensive to anybody, especially like a community that you're trying to represent. Yeah, but we'll see. Like, I I know you can't please everybody with everything anyway. So it's that's kind of another reason where it's like I like I can go both ways about it. You know, like there's I'm sure there's plenty of people that like look at the Predators logo and they're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, change your name. Like, why would you be the Predators? Like, somebody I saw somebody posting that they're like they're like, so is Peta gonna get angry at it? like? The penguins, the predator, yeah. like all you're, these, you're like, appropriating the penguin culture. Yeah, <laughs> you like, see them. They don't wear skates or carry a hockey stick. So would you fucking change it? <laughs> Dan, oh, if you Jesus do, Dan, if you don't, basically. Yeah, right. like everybody's gonna be offended by something at some point, and I, I like I said though, you know, the Hawks are much different because they're actually helping out those communities versus like the Washington Redskins. I don't know if I've ever heard them doing anything <laughs> like a Native American uh, yeah, community. Yeah, I mean, yeah, none Especially, of the Especially like their name is blatantly racist. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that right there. that's a plain and that's like a plain and simple cut case right there. Yeah, that's got to change. 
Cleveland Indians, they changed their logo. They got rid of that. Yeah. So, yeah, Indians, you probably need to take a look at if the Indian name can stay or not. The Braves, yeah. I know, said something that they're not changing their name, but they're looking into because they do the tomahawk chop and all the yeah. games. They're talking about getting rid of that. Which maybe also like, maybe you can change the logo just a bit and even just keep the Braves name or something. Like. Yeah. But so if they're if the Blenna Braves are getting rid of the Tomahawk shop, does Tommy Hawk get a new name? Uh I don't know. Like is that pushing it a little Hawk bit? That offensive? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I mean it's also what about the secondary logo then? With the cross tomahawks. Oh, they better not. Cause I literally do have that tattooed on me <laughs> from, from the good old days. It's going to eventually be that I'll have to change that. And then you're going to just look like you have a Confederate flag on your arm instead. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> quit changing my culture. Like, oh no. Tradition. Like, <laughs> fucking bullshit. God damn it. No. <laughs> I better well, hurry up. I better this, is hurry up and, uh, this is where we've gotten now. Fucking <laughs> talking about this. I better hurry up and finish this half sleeve while it's still okay to have all the shit on me. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is it was better days. Better days. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Christ. And the fact right. that that's actual conversation with people with the Confederate flag blows my mind. <laughs> uh, Anywho, I don't so, even wanna, we're not touching not that one. That. Yeah, we're not touching that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll let you take this next little topic here. Um, Blackhawks steal a prospect from the Flyers. Yeah, boy. It's a 2017 seventh round, 196th overall. Everybody get hype. It's Wyatt Kalnick. He's the left-handed defenseman from the Wisconsin Badgers. And even though he may be a late-round draft pick, he actually – can be a pretty decent prospect, which is fantastic. Because guess what? You know who else was a seventh-round draft pick? Kubelik. Dominic Kubelik, exactly. And sometimes those late-round draft picks just need a little bit more time to grow, and it's going to be something beautiful. But it's I'm really excited because, I mean, sure, there's a logjam at defense already, but if you're giving yourself more options and you're creating more – of a competitive atmosphere within that and like who wants it more because like nothing's guaranteed for right. anybody yeah and it's it's good because like we have some strong right-handed defensive prospects right now in Bofist and um mitchell i think bowden is left-handed um home of the roster right now yeah but the, like so kalanick has been like I said, he's an offensive defenseman, and he's been basically the the um, power play quarterback for the Wisconsin Badgers. And what was it you said he was it that he scored like twenty seven points like all three years at least, or at least twenty seven uh, points? No, that was you. Yeah, you had the, his stats up. I don't know. I well, one of the things I have up right now that I'll just mention though, he was um, in 2017-2018, He was on the NCAA All Rookie Team. In 2018-2019, he was NCAA second team all-star. And then this past year, he was NCAA uh, first team all-star. And then he also had the NCAA Sportsmanship Award, which is pretty cool shit. He's doing something right. Yeah, right? And so – Bowden like, – yeah, Bowden's a left-handed shot. Bowden's left-handed. What about Lucas Carlson? I think – is left-handed. he left-handed? All right. So that's really good. Ali like, Mata's left-handed. 
But I don't know how. Ali Mata's not really a prospect, though. But yeah, but like, do you figure if you figure him into like the the future of the back end? No, he's he's four million for if at his like where he's playing current like where he was playing currently was a third pairing defenseman with Slater Cuckoo, and you don't want to pay four million to a third pairing defenseman, mm-hmm. um, especially with the cap not going up. So, and I know it's been mentioned a lot of times online of people saying they sh- if they get compliance buyouts that he should um, probably be bought out just so you can save that money. So other like with the stats, Kalnick, he put up 25 points his first two years at Wisconsin, and then he put up 28 this past year. Um, could be pretty fucking good. Like, did you, did you say that they're kind of comparing him to a, a Nick Letty? Yes, that's the other thing too. And the only Nick Letty downfall was his jersey wasn't tight enough in 2014. <laughs> oh, too all. soon. Too soon. Pulled the trigger <laughs> so fast on that trade after that loss. Oh my god. Oh my Except god. for he didn't. It took it took like all the way until um like preseason for that trade to happen. I I would love to get him on the show and just be like, hey, when that happened, did you just know you were done? Like that's that was it. That was your last game in the Hawks jersey. Did you just did you just walk away from the rink and know that it's <laughs> never gonna happen again? Bring all your stuff with you and just yeah. grab everything. Out. Just loot the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So yeah, it should be. I'm pretty excited. I mean. Flyer fans are pissed that we we signed him, so yeah. that makes me happy. Pissing that's off Flyers fans, so that's a good sign. If another team is mad that they couldn't get their prospect to sign an ELC with them, um, and like I was saying, like having more like defensive prospects is great because where are we lacking defense? Yeah, like the more the merrier. Sure, <laughs> like and then the other the other cool thing about it too, it's a free. It's a free asset. Yeah. Like, we didn't give up anything. We didn't, like, draft him. So we didn't use, like, a, a draft position. We didn't trade for him. We just signed him to an ELC. And that'll probably be between – I mean, it, it won't be the, the full, like, 925. Oh, no? No, I don't think so. I don't – I think – I'd be surprised if he gets a full – We'll but see. yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, but think about it though: Mitchell, Bolquist, Bowden, um, Carlson, Carlson, Gilbert. Uh, yeah, that regular. If Alex regular, Alec regular, yeah, can be something. That Chad, Chris, um, so the, many guys. The Slava Demon kid that we got yeah. too. Uh, yeah, we're just loading up on defense, which is. Which is really funny because I feel like that's what we traded away so much during those playoff years. Yeah. Was we got rid of a lot of prospect D. And, I mean, that worked out fine. <laughs> but until now. like <laughs> I still – I am still upset about the Yuki Haru one, though. I'm not. You're not? No. I've never been upset about it. Like, Buffalo is not going to – he's not going to thrive in Buffalo. Nobody is. <laughs> Nobody fucking that's thrives fair. there. Like Jack Eichel does well because Jack Eichel's a fucking franchise player, but he's out of there soon. I guarantee it. I, don't oh, dude, if they I don't know he the, just if signed. They don't make the playoffs in like two years. He's gonna fucking demand a trade. But uh, they they are coming on to like Ottawa, 
senators like shit show level with like their management and like ownership group there it's it's insane it's weird to me to like watch the rest of the nhl like the teams that constantly like make moves and play and compete and then you see teams like ottawa and buffalo and you're just like are you like all you have to do is just like watch pay attention to like what another team is doing like what are they, like what are they doing differently than you? I don't know. Not stupid shit. I guess if you're doing stupid shit, you're probably a stupid person. So that's why you're just stuck doing stupid shit the whole time. Dude, but whatever. Well, I'm no fucking has, NHL GM. Buffalo has no money, but they also have a shit ton coming off the books this, after the season, whenever that might be. Um, yeah. So last thing that we have on the on the docket for Hawks talk is a very random like i did not expect to hear this though um seabrook is going to attempt to play in the qualifying round hell yeah bro okay i thought he wasn't going to be good until like august like i guess but dude bionic seabrook (laughs) i just said that out loud and then i realized that we're in july and the season would start back up (laughs) so i i take back my yeah i take big brain moment right there bud yeah there we go (laughs) Um, God I'm damn! This took everything from me. I'm so confused now. Um, it's it every time. Okay, so I mean, when we talk about Seabrook, talk about his contract, whatever. It's not his fault. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Boom. We're over he that. Has clearly been playing with net like nagging injuries for uh, who knows how long. <laughs> but my favorite thing is like one of the last times before he got hurt when I was at the Hawks game, and <laughs> fucking. Literally, a guy around our section is just like, oh, Seabrook, oh, you suck. And I was like, what the fuck are you like, telling me <laughs> suck? Like, he doesn't suck. His contract sucks. And guess who fucking signed it to him? Like, our GM. It's not Jackass. his fault. And, the, I mean, and so this in. guy just kept booing Seabrook. And then anytime Seabrook touched the puck, I was like, fuck yeah, Seabrook. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and going crazy. And everyone around me starts laughing. Because they're like, this is hilarious. And then Seabrook gets a fucking assist that game. And then the guy was like, I looked at the guy. I was like, sit down and shut the fuck up. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's right, boy. Plus, all right, Seabrook, what's going to be great? The leadership aspect that he's going to bring back to the team. <laughs> always always go right back to 20, was it 2010? No, what year was it that Taves, he called Taves down? 2015. 2015. 2013. 2013 against Detroit. Yes. And right there, that right there is a, a huge, huge asset that I think that team is definitely missing. Yeah, we got they, the leadership of the, Keith and the players all that. have all said that he's the vocal leader. He's the guy that everybody looks to. Like fucking Boquist was living in his basement or whatever. <laughs> like he's he's literally the team dad. He is the guy. He is everyone's role model, and they're all in the NHL. especially when you you look at when you got Taves as your actual captain who is known as probably one of the best captains in the NHL yeah and then people are saying no Steve's is like the real vocal guy like he's like our guy like that's that's unreal he it's and you kind of can tell like how much it sucks that they've missed him too during the season like very inconsistent team throughout the the whole time he's been hurt and Sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> Great timing. Um, <laughs> but, 
like it's going to be good. I think if he's able, it's just if he's able to play. And like that's the other thing too. Colleton's not going to just play him because he's like, I want to play. That's the good thing about him. He, he he knows that he deserves a spot on the team, but he's not going to hurt the team if just because Seabrook says he wants to play. Right. If he can't physically compete at that time, he's not going to fucking play. So. Yeah, and like we were talking about, like in our group text, like what if it like he goes through all these surgeries and boom, he's like, I don't think 2010 seems going to be a realistic, but like he's back to you know consistent playing the way he we know he could play like what yeah. er, what earned him this contract that everybody hates right maybe he doesn't gain a step but maybe he's he's just moving a little bit better you yeah. know like it, I don't know if that really makes sense like he doesn't really gain speed but like he is able to turn as much as he wants and like position himself much better like he's I don't know maybe because it was his hips and his knees right like what if he's not able to body against a guy like in front of that net as well because he's got nagging injuries? Like, what if that's a cure now? And like, now he's a, I mean, he's a fucking big guy. Like, he's not going to, they're not going to move him. Yeah. And, and then it just also love, like, he's always been so clutch. Like, it's insane. He's scored some of the biggest goals in the playoffs for us. And he's, a, he's a proven playoff guy too. And even though he's a little bit on the older side now, maybe a step back, but he I'm sure can fucking turn it on in the playoffs. <laughs> like, oh yeah. If you, if it's do or die, like, and you can give it your fucking all, I'm sure he's going to do it. It's yeah. It's going to be a good test too, to kind of see. Cause like you said, he's not old. He's not young anymore. He is 34 years old. Um, not who knows how much longer he actually has. So um, it'll be interesting. Um, jokingly, we said too, which we'll use as a nice little transition that maybe they're going to have him play because they know we he's really not that great in shape still. And it's going to give us that extra edge to, you know, maybe lose to, uh, to Edmonton. Um, and, and why, why would we want to lose to Edmonton? Because what else, what do we miss NHL talk? The goddamn draft lottery chaos. Yes. This was amazing. This is everything that we have wanted for the NHL. It got everybody talking about them. Um, Essentially, the way it was put down was the first draft lottery. All the teams that the eight teams that missed the playoff had like normal percentages, whatever. Then the placeholder had the normal percentages for the other teams that missed it. Which is what I want to it's, – it's also weird that they put, like, team placeholders. Cause, I, I guess just because you could get a top three – they could have been more than one placeholder. Yeah. But I was just like – th- for the math, like, there was a, ch- there was a 24.5% chance that a placeholder team was going to be in the top three. Yeah. For the, or for the first pick. That's actually what it was. Like, when it was, I was, like, adding them up, and I was like, okay, so they have a better chance than – all the other teams that were actually in the lottery, like the placeholder as a group had yeah. a better chance at a first overall pick, uh, which is what happened. <laughs> which and, is what happened. Yeah. So basically if you didn't see it and you've been living on a rock for the last two, two weeks, weeks or so, we can have two weeks. Yeah. We can have two weeks. Um, basically Detroit who had a historically bad, like, absolutely terrible you could totally tell you knew what they were doing this year um they they just they weren't tanking they were just that bad 
They have terrible contracts. <laughs> okay, but they so they dropped from the best odds at number one to number four. And the second when they I heard Detroit at number four, I was in tears. I was laughing so hard because you know what? We might not be direct rivals with them anymore, but fuck Detroit. Let's go Hawks. I am so – I was so goddamn happy. I was goddamn giddy. Um, Ottawa, who had, who realistically had the best shot at first overall because they had two bits, have the third and fifth pick. Um, Anaheim with the six, New Jersey with seven, Buffalo with eight, and L.A. with number two, and then to be determined at number one. Mm. This was – somewhat chaos because i've told you about how it could have been maximum chaos <laughs> well, oh maximum, yeah maximum chaos would have been three placeholders in <laughs> in the top oh, three God. but this is my favorite thing that could have happened that didn't happen and i hope a lot of people don't really know this because it was kind of more of like if you're a new york rangers fan you kind of knew about this but <laughs> if <laughs> i love this so much sorry uh, if there was two placeholder teams in the top three, and one of them was for the first overall pick, there was a possible chance that the New York Rangers could go on to win the Stanley Cup as well as first overall <laughs> in the NHL draft. And to explain how that happens is because the Rangers traded Brady Shea to the Carolina Hurricanes at the trade, around the trade deadline for, their, for a first overall pick. And so there wasn't a specific one. It was the higher of the two that Carolina had between their own pick and the pick that they got from the Maple Leafs in the Marlowe trade to buy out Marlowe. So it's like, okay, well, that doesn't make sense. Like if, if they get the later of the pick, like then they can't get first overall. Here's the thing. If, Clearly the Rangers would have to beat Carolina in the play in round for Carolina to be part of the, the whatever the uh, draft lottery. Yeah. And also for the Rangers to go on and win the Stanley cup. But if Columbus also beat the Maple Leafs and the Leafs were also in the draft lottery, this is where it gets more interesting or it could have been. <laughs> because then you need the draft lottery to have the first overall pick go to Carolina and then whatever of the other two of the other top three pick go to the Maple Leafs. And what you would think is like, oh, the Rangers get the Maple Leafs pick because it's a later pick. But no, because the Maple Leafs are fucking smart. <laughs> they said, well, our pick, even though we're a pretty good team, is top 10 protected. So you would get next year's pick instead. Therefore, would leave Carolina with their only fucking pick. And it would go to the Rangers. <laughs> and the Rangers would fucking have first overall. And I wanted that to happen so badly, <laughs> so fucking badly, because how amazing would that be? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus, like, hearing, I love the fact you that... tell this story was so much better than reading those texts. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, I fucking wanted it to happen so bad. And the other funny thing, too, is, like, I ended up, my friends took us out to dinner during the draft lottery, and I was like, fuck <laughs> so i put it on my phone at the restaurant and just had my phone onto the side and they were all telling stories and then i'm like detroit at number four i was like 
fucking, they're like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, 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 I'm just fine, just fine, just fine. <laughs> and then it's like, it shows like Ottawa at three and then it's like, okay, top two, it's like LA and placeholder. And then it shows placeholder at one. And I was like, Oh my fucking God. And they're like, what? Like we're telling a story and they're like, you're being rude. I was like, okay, well we don't know who got the first overall pick right now. So fuck that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're being rude for not experiencing this excitement that I am right now. Get on my level. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I'm so like, I feel like the Hawks are in a win-win situation. They beat Edmonton. They got, you know, I think they have a fairly good shot to do some damage in the playoffs. Feels good. I don't think they're going to win the Stanley cup. So that's, I'm kind of like, okay, well, if we lose, we have a 12.5% chance of getting that first overall pick and you're possibly trading one cup for another three, you know, like, and I mean, the other thing you look at too is, Last time we put we chose third overall, we got a center in Jonathan Taves. And then the next year we had first overall and a superstar right wing or just winger, I guess, in Patrick Kane. What happened oh this my past God. season? We had third overall and got a center in Kirby Doc. And then next, this upcoming draft, we could get – First overall oh and a superstar winger. Who is <laughs> being compared to Patrick he's got, King? <laughs> he's also, I've also have another comparison that he is almost as good. He's got like the, the smarts of Crosby with more yeah. skill than Jonathan Taves. That's pretty sick. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. Then have, dude. So then you have that and then actual Jonathan Taves and then Kirby Doc. Yeah. Oh, come on. Let's yeah. go. It's your future literally is Kirby Doc, Lafreniere, Debrinket, and then Nylander, Strom, Kubelik for a little bit. Like, Jesus Christ. You're essentially seeing, you're seeing the new core. You'll be seeing like, yeah. like the rebirth of 2010 all It'd over again. Crazy. And like, the funny thing is like, I have this like really odd, weird, good feeling that we would end up with first overall. Should we be in the lottery? <laughs> it's like, so and it's going to piss off so many people. Oh, God. oh, especially Detroit fans because they keep getting bounced back in the lottery and we keep getting moved up <laughs> here. So here is what I'm going to say. Like, you know what? I'm not sorry for you, Detroit fans. I've heard this is a good deep draft. You know, there's some yeah. solid pits in there. The last time a team was as bad as Detroit was that didn't get the first overall pick was Colorado. They got bumped to fourth overall. Who did they get that year? McCarr. McCarr. Yeah. McCarr. I think Colorado's happy with that pick. Yeah. Also, they got – I mean, they did shitty that season, too, with McKinnon, Duchesne, and Landeskog. And how the fuck do you do that? Didn't they have, like, only 45 points or something like that? Yeah, I think it was 48. Ugh. And now look at them. Yeah. Jesus. So – I'm yeah, not right. saying I'm not saying go Oilers, but I'm well, s- the other thing I'm yeah right. <laughs> the other thing I'm thinking about too is like let's say we show up to the playing round and maybe Kubelik and Strom don't do so hot, and you're like, oh man, it's time to talk contracts. And there's a lot. There's know, a lot. I don't know if you can show up in these big games and maybe they like don't have to sign for like super big and then we also get first overall <laughs> like i don't know just the so where where would the hawks so say the hawks don't get the like 
where do they fall? Do you know? It's like the ninth or tenth pick. Ninth pick. They would beat out. No, I would it be ten. Would it Montreal be nine? Oh fuck, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's ten. Yeah, because Montreal's the twenty fourth. Keep thinking it's nine for some reason. Yeah, I think ten, but I don't know. So, I was gonna say like other than other than the Hawks, who would you want to see with the first overall pick? Montreal, I think, would be like just because it's the kid. That makes the most sense. It would be like the hometown type of thing. Yeah, Montreal also like. Like they're just—it sucks that they're like wasting Carey Price. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so good. Like everybody else, though, it's like Columbus, Arizona. I think, I think those would be good too. You said, I mean, Taylor Hall is on Arizona. That's true. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that worries me about getting the first overall pick is if uh, Arizona <laughs> also is in the in the running for it. My, yeah, Chicago, obvious number one. Then I'd probably say or fucking the Rangers, man. Oh my god! It, with oh their own, god. it would be their own pick <laughs> if they lose to Carolina. Like I can't, well, I wouldn't be able to imagine fucking Panarin and then Lafreniere as their one-two on the left side. Oh, I don't even want to think about that. That's not even. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah, man, I'm excited. So yeah, so then that's the <laughs> second. Be sure to tune in to draft part two. Yeah, the face <laughs> draft. Part two. I think they said it's going to be in October once all the qualifying rounds are done. The draft? Lottery? Yeah, the, the draft, the it's, second draft lottery. Um, I have it written down. It is – it's between the play-in and the first round. So whenever the, whenever the play-in round is over, they would do the second draft lottery. Yeah, I think yeah. So I think that's gonna be October, or no, September. Sorry, October would be the actual draft. I think they were saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Whenever the playoffs are completely over. Yeah. So um, yeah, I guess that's a good way to transition. The the NHL and the NHLPA came to a tentative agreement on the return to play, uh, not only return to play plans but also an updated CBA. Um, the CBA would be extended through the twenty. 25 2026 season so we will not have a lockout as a lot of people were thinking there was going to be um, okay. we'll get, to, get to that in a second um the return to play stuff um some key dates i believe as right now open up the voting to the players for the vote to see if they're going to agree to it um that goes until the 10th which is friday i believe yeah friday the return to play yeah so the return to play vote Okay. Um, so they'll, add, they'll, they'll know by Friday if the players approve it or not. And if they do, training camps will start on Monday the 13th. Those will go for 13 days, and they will go then on the 26th. They will be traveling to their hub city. Uh, games will start taking place August 1st. Fuck yes. TV schedule for this sounds absolutely goddamn amazing. It's a fucking dream. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so basically, too, real quick, the hub cities, I don't know, is it have been officially announced? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Toronto. Edmonton, and Edmonton. Edmonton and Toronto. Um, thank God there's a two hour delay, time zone delay in those, or difference in those, because they are essentially doing games at 12, 4, and 8 in each location. Um, so it's local time, too. So it's like 11 o'clock. Then it will be so central time. It's eleven o'clock, and then two p.m., and then four, three, three o'clock, three. 
basically yeah i fucking oh my god basically dude. you're gonna be <laughs> time zones are hard you're gonna have you're gonna have hockey on tv from 11 o'clock in the morning chicago time till probably like midnight chicago yeah, time because the last game starts at 10 let's central go would it, wait so it would be first game on the east would be 11 and then three and then seven right 11 three seven yeah and then in on the west coast it would be 2 p.m fucking uh, so 12 p.m 5 p.m 12 p.m 4 p.m 8 p.m eastern time is what oh, wait, yeah, but, oh. Hmm. but i thought it was local times right yeah teams are likely so, to play be playing two games every three days to start <laughs> traveling struggling so hard with time zones right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking two, six, a, and ten. There we go. There we go. Yeah, but oh my god, so much hockey on the TV. Mm-hmm. I wish I was working from home and I can watch all of it. <sighs> lucky, lucky me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So opt out rules. Um. Any player can opt out to the return of play this summer for any reason and suffer no penalty. Um. It isn't. Completely- That's before the thirteenth. I believe so, yeah. Um, it isn't completely clear a player who's opt out for reasons other than medical would be eligible to receive their share of the playoff pool. Um, the playoff bonus pool was bumped up from $16 million to $32 million this year. Um, so for players who lose the best of five qualifying round, they receive twenty grand, um, and the rate goes up as high as 240000 per player on the Stanley Cup winning team. Always that incentive to keep, keep playing um yeah so that is for there um i don't they i'm curious to see if they're gonna have a number of confirmed cases that might cause them to say stop it Um, i know that they can stop they can stop a game whenever they want to over that concern or they can stop the playoffs whenever they want to over that concern yeah nhl and nhlpa both have the rights to call call the postseason and just say it's not going to happen um yeah it's i'm just glad that it's like kind of there's more answers out there i'm still a little iffy on it because my main concern is future seasons like at this rate they're saying that the draft would be october free agency would be november and that means the start of the season would be december january so it's next they're obviously next season's gonna have to be a shortened season as well Mm -hmm. i thought they were gonna still try and do all the games that's another thing too. Like, are they going to try to fit eighty-two games, and then is that going to affect two seasons? Well, they're from not. Gonna, they're not going to try and. I, I I thought that what they were doing was that they're going to still try and do eighty-two games, and it's not like they're going to try and fit it in the same time frame. It's going to end at like a decent time, not like beginning of April. It would take until June, July, and then each year after that that season, they they start the season like. I thought it was – it might have been, like, speculation, but they start the season two weeks earlier each time until it gets reset back to, like, what it normally is. So, basically, so starting – like, so it would be a shorter off season until yes. – yeah, until it's back to – Yeah, by, like, a two-week shorter off season gotcha. each, each time until it's back to, like, the normal, like, that's second in, week yeah. of October. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that's, I like, because it's – like they got to – yeah, they got to figure that out because it's, like, kind of thing – that's the one thing – my whole concern about the return of play, too, is obviously safety, but at the same time, it's, like, 
well, how are you going to have your normal schedule with all this? Yeah. But that makes probably the most sense well, on earth. The other thing too is like, let's say that the playoffs don't happen at all. And like, you're not able to start the season on time still because of all of like the coronavirus things. Like, I think it'd be easier to start the season up late if they don't finish this upcoming season. Yeah. Like I could see them being able to start in November and then do a, like the lockdown type schedule where it's like you maybe throw in an extra game per week. To yeah, kind of like, are they gonna are they gonna do like put players in a bubble for regular season games and just be like, well, we we're oh. stuck here for six months? Like, yeah, oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't think players would do that. There's no way. No, I don't think they would agree to that at all. Um, like that's I, one of the things that like part of the like the agree to play in is they they. It's just players and personnel. Each team gets to bring like fifty-three, like personnel and in players. Yeah. And then after, I think once you're in the conference finals and the Stanley Cup finals, that's when families can actually join the players. Right. They're only allowed to leave the bubble um, for birth of a child or death of a family member. Mm-hmm. And then if they do, when they come back, they have to quarantine for two weeks. The yep. the two week. They're not allowed to go anywhere besides their room or but they can except for they can go to like like the spa area or yeah. the gym. Yeah, each team's can get like their own team meals, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Each team gets their own level floor. Of hotel. Yeah, yeah floor, floor. But they're not allowed in each other's rooms. <laughs> Which how are you gonna police that? I don't understand. Yeah. Um it, I don't know, there's it's it seems intense. But the other thing is, like, I'm pretty glad that they're doing it in Canada because yeah, um, Canada as a whole has had less coronavirus cases than Chicago itself. They're taking, yeah, they're taking it extremely serious up there. Um, yeah. Wish like, we would. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm also reading come in the key date section. The phase two of the draft fire would take place August 10th. So, would take, oh yeah, because that's when the playing round should be over, right? Yeah, and then they're saying that are they they're saying that for sure. That's what yeah would take place August tenth, and this oh. is all the like the dates hit like though that thirteen. I thought they said that the playing games would start on the first. I mean, they're best of five, right? But wouldn't you play every other day, or because you're playing six games a day? I mean, it's right? like two weeks. Yeah, wait. They only scheduled six games a day for how many – for eight matchups. And they're saying they're going to play – yeah, they'll probably play two, game, like two games every three days. Like. They're, just, they're just betting on some teams to get swept in the fifth game. <laughs> Best up. Um, the draft which close would be after the Stanley Cup final, uh, which they're anticipating would be the first week of October, and then free agency would start November 1st. Hmm. This is gonna be so weird. Yeah, um, I really like free agency is gonna suck for yeah. Taylor Hall. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess let's switch over to the CBA talk then a little bit. Um, so the CBA came out; they had the the tentative agreement to it. Um, one of the big things on there is the salary cap. Um, the salary cap and escrow. I'm not even gonna try to talk, explain escrow because I don't fully get it. I'm, I'm an idiot. I'll just say it. I don't. <sighs> Um, but so basically, it's not, my, it's not my type of thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so the salary 
cap upper limit is going to stay flat for 2021 at 81.5 million and will stay there until hockey related revenue returns to 4.8 billion dollars so if it hits the 4.8 billion dollars quickly the new upper limit will be calculated from actual hockey related revenue from two seasons ago plus the projected hockey related revenue from the immediate prior season okay <laughs> Let's get Jeff Bezos to give the hockey, <laughs> the NHL some yeah, revenue Jesus. real quick. That's like, his, that's like his. That's like on about the naming rights, didn't yeah. they, for Seattle? Yeah, there we go. That's another thing. Seattle, their arena has a name, but the goddamn yeah. team doesn't. Yeah, they have two uh, scoreboards for some reason. Yeah, that makes zero <laughs> sense. Um, so yeah, so salary cap, te- like teams that were banking on the salary cap going up, Chicago, um, are going to be hurting for a little bit. Um, they they still are talking about potential compliance buyouts, but I heard the owners are against it. Um, yeah, it's the teams that have salary cap are going to be very rich with like mobility, like for teams that need to get like get rid of players that have bad contracts. Like I mean, typically, like what we saw with Toronto and Carolina, like. They were like, hey, can you buy out Patty Marlowe? We'll give you a first overall. Or not first overall, sorry, first round pick. And like that that cost that during a time where the, the cap was still going up. So if you have any teams that are gonna be like dropping players due to salary reasons, like they're gonna have to be some juicy trades. Like going- I kind of feel I kind of feel like it's gonna be kind of like the first offseason after the lockout that when the salary cap was introduced and it was just kind of like, you're seeing these teams that might not have gotten some of these star players are going to be getting some yeah. big names and stuff like that. It's kind of like, it's going to be really figure out who your real core is. And if yeah. it's like, you just have a, you just have like a superstar. That's not really a part of your core. It's like, well, here's a shiny new Ilya Kovalchuk for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some other like, you know, salary cap things happening with this new CBA. Um, the league minimum is going to rise to uh, from seven hundred thousand to seven hundred fifty thousand next season, and will rise up to seven hundred seventy-five thousand by the twenty twenty-four twenty twenty-five season, and then eight hundred thousand for the twenty-five twenty-six season, and then for the first time since two thousand and five, NHL rookies will be able to earn slightly more on their entry-level contracts. Individual A bonus maximum is slated to increase from eight hundred fifty thousand to one million dollars. Which Ooh. I think, which is cool, because I mean that kind of gives these guys incentive to to sign with their teams and all that kind of stuff. Because yeah. I know a lot of these big players probably weren't signing because that's they're they're going to be making a big impact right away and not getting paid for it. Um, another cool thing too is the no trade and no movement clauses are going to be changing. Well, so basically, before when if you had a no movement tra- clause that hasn't officially kicked in yet when you were traded, the team that picked you up could cancel out that no trade clause. It happened with PK Subban when he got traded from Montreal to Nashville. Um, so basically now if you have yeah, a no trade, a shitty thing. it's so shitty. Um, so if you have a no trade clause in your contract, no matter if it's kicked in or not, you will have that one. It's supposed to, um, your team cannot cancel that. It on stays you. on your contract. Yes. Yeah. No matter where your contract goes. Um, no European waivers anymore. So players who play in Europe will no longer require to co- waivers to come back to the NHL. Um, they're calling this the mm. Ryan O'Reilly rule because 
the Flames signed O'Reilly to an offer sheet in 2013 when he was holding out from Colorado in the KHL. So if the Avalanche didn't match that offer sheet, he would have had to pass through waivers before joining the Flames, which he would never have gotten yeah, to Calgary at that point. Yeah. So um, that's really brutal. Um, and then I think the big selling point for I think a lot of the players is Olympic participation. Um, with the CBA, yeah. they are allowed to participate in the 2022 games in Beijing and the 2026 games in Milan. Um, but that is also pending negotiations with um, the IOC and the IIHF. Um, it's so upsetting that we didn't get like Olympic hockey NHLers like the past one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did. It could have been so fucking. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. It could have been so fucking good. So fucking good. And I'm really glad that we're going to get it now. But I mean, two years from now, like you're going to have a completely different Crosby and McDavid on the same team. Oh God. Like that would have been insane. Yeah. But there's also Especially so... in like a Caner and a fucking Austin Matthews. Oh, like in 2018. Let's Are you go. kidding me. It would have been so fucking good. God. Jack God. Eichel in there too. They're also, this also is paving the way for the world world cup of hockey to come back in 2021. Oh yeah, yeah. They can so, still do uh, North America. I hope so. That ended up being like the best part of it. Like that Dude, was McDavid awesome. and fucking Matthews on the same team. It was oh, sick. That was awesome. Matthews before he even made it to the league. Yeah, was, <laughs> was sick. <laughs> was he drafted yet? Yeah, he was just drafted. Okay, yeah. He was just drafted, and then it was like before preseason started. They did that World Cup of Hockey, and just like they highlighted Matthews so much on that. <laughs> yeah, but. I don't know. That's so – I mean, we've been kind of talking a while. Um, through a lot There's out a there. lot. <laughs> yeah. Promise we will not go that long between episodes with all that news coming up. But Yeah, we just couldn't find, couldn't find the time. Yeah. Trying to get all together, and it's like, well, we got to do this. <laughs> we yeah. got to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of we talked about. would love to hear what you guys think. Um, what's your opinion on the Blackhawk name and logo situation? Draft chaos. Do you want to see the Hots, you know, lose, or do you want to see them go for the cup? Do you think the team, the league, should be even playing right now? And uh, how do you think the new CBA is going to play out? Um, as always, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, leave some comments on everything. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You know, helps us boost up that ranking list. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else, Tanner? Nah, <laughs> it's like I might. I can't think if there's anything else because I know I'm like brain. There was right so now. much. I feel like I forgot something. Yeah, I'm sure as soon as we hit stop recording, and we'll remember. But yeah. <laughs> all right. So for Tanner and Jerem, um, this has been episode. What was it 104? I don't even 104. know. 104. 104. The. <laughs> uh... <laughs> The what could be. The what could be. I like that. All right. So we will uh, we will catch you on the next one. Hell yeah, boy. Love you, boys. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>